Julie. Hey, Julie. Hey, Mando. <laughs> hey, Nicole. Megan is missing. <laughs> hey, Megan. Hey, Queen's Gambit. Hey, Harmon. Hey, Crown. What's up? Hey, Crown. Hey, Princess hey, Di. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey Princess Die. Is okay. We have a, we have a bunch to talk about. Welcome to Hey Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. Uh, that is not going to be about Big Brother for the next six to nine months at least. Uh, yeah. How's it going? We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Queen's Gambit, Mando, Crown, Undoing, uh, Twitter releasing some uh, controversial <laughs> new features that I love. <laughs> um, something called Megan is missing. And maybe the real housewives of something, something, something. But I promise uh, for my own sanity, I'm not going to let that conversation last We're not going to get to all of these. There's no way. There's no way. It's too much. It's a juicy list full of really important pop cultural stuff. We should do Queen's Gambit because I watched all of it this week. Uh, on your recommendation, and it's like it's going to be over. Like no one's going to give two fucks about. No, no one's going to well, give two rooks about Queen's Gambit. <laughs> in a little it's going to be nominated for a bunch of stuff. The Emmys aren't for another like eleven months. The, excuse me, the Globes. Ever heard of oh, them? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> the most, the best award show. Can ATJ get a Globe and an Emmy? I hope so. The, I mean, honestly, the Hollywood Foreign Press, that group of weirdos, they, they would it. love her. They would love yeah. yeah, they would love her. She's vaguely un-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's young. Um, what are they going to do for the Globes this year? Are so they that's gonna- the problem. The Globes is the most fun because it's everyone there eating dinner, drinking, talking, not paying attention. So you can't really recreate that on Zoom. Are they going to just send everyone a crate of alcohol and be like, you have to drink this? While you're on the Zoom call. Well, did you see the Oprah and Obama clip where <laughs> there's no. this new technology pioneered by the June Barrymore talk show <laughs> where where you like both subject and interviewer have a green screen and they set it up in a way where they green screen themselves into the same room yeah. and just conduct the interview that way. Uh, it's really it looks like they are together. Um, so maybe they could figure that out. Just some green <laughs> We're going to do that with them. like 400 <laughs> drunk people yes. with a plate of fish yeah. in front of them. <laughs> hey, you know what? Dream big. Reach for the stars. I mean, no movies are coming out this year. Wonder Woman no. 84 is going to win Best Picture this year. HBO Max. Out of, uh, <laughs> yeah, out of lack of competition. Uh, Queen's Gambit, though, is where we started. We hope you guys yeah, have watched so it. Uh, do you I'll, give it a hot or not? Oh, quite hot. <laughs> it's so good. Quite hot. I know. Uh, you know, did you see the movie Flight with Denzel Washington? Oh, did I ever? I, I saw Flight I in theaters. <laughs> I saw it in theaters in Times Square oh. when after um, Hurricane, what was it, Sandy? Uh, Eileen, when, like, Irene. half of New York was dark. I was like, well, I'll go see a movie. Uh, that I didn't like that movie, but there's a kind of of artwork of of uh, of moving picture, whether it's a television show or a movie that's about an alcoholic or drug addict person where they yeah. have the Popeye moment where it's like, 
get them their drugs and Popeye. It's like Popeye popping open the, the can of spinach. spinach. And that's how I felt the, for the first like five episodes of the show is like, get the queen's gambit her drugs. Get her her pills. I love it. What I loved about the show, though, is that it has all of those normal like, you know, it is a sports movie, essentially. Yes. Because it's got, like, the game, the competition aspect. She's, in her own way, like, an athlete where she's studying up and going through drills and learning from other amazing players and blah, blah, blah. So it's a sports movie. It's, yeah, as you mentioned, like, a drug addiction, uh, an addiction film that deals with, you know, like, mental health. And an orphan's tale. She's an orphan. Oh yeah. Um, and she, it's all, but it's also like kind of a makeover <laughs> because she goes from like frumpy dumpy. She glows to, up. <laughs> she glows up. Big and then time. she glows up too much. The reveal in the mm. second to last episode at the she goes to take off her glasses and she's got a crazy mascara situation, eyeliner oh situation going on. It's like man, she she's. She's flown too close to the it's sun. It's coming of age. It's coming of age. Yeah. I do have a question for you as a mm. woman about this yes, please. show. Um, something that – so very obviously like a very female-centric show. The, the main character is, is a woman. And I don't know – I mean maybe this is the point. But like anytime she's like left alone with a guy, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. And I I don't know if like you read into that at all and like got the same like sense of nervousness. And they didn't really I was just like afraid of the entire like, oh no, is someone gonna try to like like forcibly do something to her right, or whatever? Right. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was gonna go that direction in any of the episodes. And one is that kind of the point because that's how women exist everywhere they go with men. Or did you not? Or did you not read that into into it like that? Or what, what were your thoughts on that? I, so I, it's such an interesting um, question because, of course, that is how every woman feels about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I loved the way the show sort of didn't have. I also think we're conditioned a little bit um, with a lot of recent popular culture, and that there's just like, and there was a backlash to this too. But you know, like. Game of Thrones, the biggest show of all time. That's why I didn't Had watch it. Every well, every female character on that show like either got raped or got like hurt in some way. So it's like we're we are sort of conditioned to like expect that of these really huge female characters. So it was amazing that like spoiler alert that doesn't happen at all. <laughs> like yeah, she, she just like- has kind of normal sexual experiences. Like it's so it's so normal. Not to say that like sexual assault sadly isn't normal. It is, but um, but she's it's just very like you know she has a not very satisfying sexual experience. She has one that's really good, but the guy isn't quite right for her. And then like I'm pretty sure the guy who she really likes is gay. Uh, Tom Everett Scott meets Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Guy. The cutest. Oh, oh so my cute. god! Yeah. The final episode. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. You know, skip ahead. I th- uh, and and he's when just he not comes out at her. the end, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's yeah, more spoilers. But at the end, it's like every guy she's ever met actually gets together to work to help her win the chess game. Like they're all in the same room, like rooting her on. It's very moving, and it's so like you never see that. It's like. 
a totally unturned stone um, in pop culture. And I thought it was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think in the second half, it like lost a bit of steam at places, but then in the final episode, yeah, it was great. It was like good to see all the guys that like she kind of bested and beat over the years all hanging out. Is that is the guy with the like the trench coat and the hat? Is that the kid from Love Actually? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. I know. But here's hopefully you looked this up too, because this blew my do, mind yeah. even more. The that the the nerdy guy who she has sex with, but it's not so good. The guy with the bad That's, teeth at first. Right? Yeah, with the bad teeth. Who the guy who looks like the most British of all time. He is the most British of all time. That's cousin Dudley from Harry Potter. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like Harry Potter's mean cousin, all grown up, putting on an American accent. I guess it's all like British people in this show. Like they shot it all in Europe, basically. And isn't she like British or Irish or some shit? British Argentinian American. She's I don't know, like the most gorgeous. I mean, she looks like an alien. Uh, (sighs) The best alien. Yeah, I mean, definitely like very, very attractive alien. She's just and she her performance is great. It's so unique. Yeah, like, of course, there's sexism in chess in 1960, but it's never so, it's never horribly overt. And she's just so smart and driven that you would believe it. Even if there was some, she probably wouldn't notice it. Or if she noticed it, she noticed it enough to just like immediately destroy whoever did it. You know, like, yeah. it was just so good. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And thank you for, you know, talking me through that thing. Cause you're right. Like, it's almost like you watch, you watch, movies and there's like a scene where they're in a car and you're like oh is there gonna be like one of those things where like car random car crashes surprise car crash and that's how you feel because cinema movies media has like turned a lot of like there's been a lot of you know just bad stuff happening to women (laughs) and stuff to your point about game of thrones and stuff and that's and why, this type yeah. of character too. It's usually like, oh, she's so she's so smart. She's on top of her game. She's so great. Like usually that kind of female character is punished in movies and TV. So it's nice that like she sort of is, but it's of her own doing because of her addiction, you know? Yeah. yeah and, and that's enough. That's more than enough. Yeah, she like all of her parents are like dead. She gets new parents, that new parents die. Yeah. Played by Marielle Heller, wife to um, Jorma Taccone of <laughs> Lonely, <laughs> Lonely Island. Oh my gosh. We're diving into it. it was, um, I'm pretty sure. Do we know if um, Thomas Middleditch's first wife was in here? <laughs> Not that I know Not of. Not that I know of. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm right. It was it is <laughs> Jorma Taccone. I'm pretty sure. Speaking of, you know, best Golden Globe for best picture, Palm Springs mm-hmm. got to be in the running. Just briefly. I know you love that movie. You tried to get me to watch that this summer. You haven't watched it? No, I it's haven't. It's very good. And I don't like comedies as it fell I don't off like my radar. Get it back on your radar, girl. Like okay. I, it's just not some, now it's the winter. I don't want to watch something set in Palm Springs. But maybe as it gets deeper into winter, yeah. and you're like, ooh, I really, I really want to feel warm. Yeah, really call me in pick. March. Call me in March. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Queen's Gambit, anything else? Anything else on, on the Queen's Gambit? We have a lot of stuff just, to talk about. No, no, nothing else. Just like two thumbs up. What a wonderful show. Absolutely. Get on that Queen's Gambit if you haven't. 
Um, yeah, and let us know if you think the Tom Everett Scott looking guy, what his deal was. Because there's like, <laughs> yeah, was he or was he not? I thought it was like, oh, sorry, we have a connection, but I'm actually not interested in you sexually. That's I what I got got out of it. And but I loved that it was like, well, that's okay. We can still be friends, and isn't that just as lovely? I I, I kind of forgot like, what happened to him, even though <laughs> <laughs> like it was. He kind of was reintroduced very late in the final episode. I was like, I still don't remember. Anyways, um, we're going to be slowly transitioning into things that I have no idea. Should we just like alternate? Because like I haven't seen The Crown. I have. I don't know. Mando. Mando. Did you watch last week's with the squids? How did you feel about that? Yeah, I did. I watched it. I enjoyed it. And I also like changed my mind. Well, I don't know if my mind was made up in the first place, but you know, we're back with friggin' baby Yoda and those eggs. Luckily, frog lady. Uh, first of all, I felt like I was sold a bill of goods that was wrong. Cause I thought frog lady was the last of her kind. Turns out there's a frog man waiting for her at this new planet. No, that's what they said was that she, no, this is like, she has the last of her line or of her lineage in the jar but they're right. unfertilized and she's got to meet with the husband, which we see off, <laughs> which happens off screen. Mr. Frogman does something into that <laughs> jar full of pickled eggs yeah. to fertilize them. I do not want to know what he does to that to fertilize them. Save <laughs> that either. for Star Wars After Dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sort of, as you said, it was another like, well, how are they going to get into this tick out of this tickle? <laughs> like, and yet they do. So, and I actually skipped ahead and I watched this more today's Mando. And can you believe it? Taste. Can you believe it? Mando gets into town and they're like, hey, Mando's like, I got some place to be. And they're like, hey, but first we have to like go to this one place and like beat these bad guys. <laughs> It was a good we episode. Have a mission first. Yeah. It was a good episode. Quite a bit of baby yodes at the beginning. Uh, so much so that I was a little bit like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit over. I'm a little bit over baby yodes. Um, <sighs> That's I'm, the danger. Yeah, you need to watch the this episode and let me know how you feel. But it was a good. Ep- I think it was a good episode overall. The one from today it had a pretty pretty good action set piece for much of the second half of it. And well. I just wanted to bring up also the fact, yes. in addition to Mando, because we were talking about like Mando being hot and mostly Timothy Oliphant being hot last week, but Mando, sexiest man alive list. Give yeah. it up for Pedro Pascal. So yeah, you texted me. You're like, Mando's the sexiest man alive. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that's crazy because people don't even know who he is. It's like, it's got to be mm-hmm. something like people is a pretty like down the middle magazine. Like if they yeah. put Pedro Prescal on the front cover of it and it's in, <laughs> and it's on the, you know, on that, on that little rack next to the cashier at the supermarket yes. in like little rock, Arkansas, people are gonna be like, who, who the fuck is that? Like, yeah, it's Michael B. Jordan is the sexiest man though. Right. Alive. I made a mistake, but but Pedro Pascal is on the list, and I just saw honorable that he mention. got. Yeah, he got an honorable mention. What an and no bigger, no higher honor, truly. But um, I thought it, that was a hilarious choice to put like just the Mandalorian on the cover <laughs> with his mask on as <laughs> the sexiest man alive. And Danielle, I mean, let's be honest. 
The Mando is single. The Mando mm-hmm. has a pretty good revenue stream. He always has like some credits or some like little jelly jelly dollars to spend. <laughs> yeah, uh, little gold duck ducats. No lady Mando. Yeah, he's got a kid. He's got a he's yeah. got a ride though. Yeah, you know sometimes the ride is in in better shape than others. Yeah. Talk about a real the unicorn situation on CBS. Absolutely. I mean, you. I'm powerless to the Mando's charms. I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's something about a man who is just disconnected. Who oh, doesn't yeah. want to, a man who doesn't want to fall in love. Oh, oh. so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so, so, okay, we'll keep up on the Mando. I mean, really what they need to do is they need to introduce like a character who is, just gives baby Yoda something new to do. And I don't mean like the eggs was, was something it was very divisive. Baby Yoda got, Yoda got canceled. Um, the people said he committed genocide. Daisy Ridley <laughs> star of star Wars commented on this. Oh, what actually. did she say? She said, I think he was just hungry. <laughs> Yoda needed a snack. And you know what? That's very fair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll say on this episode, man, uh, baby Yoda gets into another slapstick uh, <laughs> event regarding some yeah. macarons, macaroons. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, it's weird because it's like they weren't space food; like it just looked like those macaroon cookies. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, I I kind of I'm a little bit um I'm a little bit over it. With the baby, over baby Yoda. I'm just a little bit over. It's like, oh, baby, I got to eat again. <laughs> He's just like the little squirrel with the nut in those Ice Age yeah. movies. It's just like, oh, get, yeah. get out of here, man. Yeah, he needs another activity. He honestly, he needs a hobby. Yeah, he should take up knitting, crocheting. <laughs> he should crochet the Manto a new helmet. He needs something to do other than like foil Mando's plans and <laughs> uh-huh. eat <laughs> eggs, raw eggs. Okay. We did get a, shall we move on to the undoing? Absolutely. <laughs> I have some thoughts about episode four. Oh yeah. We did get one question. About I saw the we just got it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about Nicole Kidman's style on this show is, <laughs> shall we say, you know, eh. It's not for everyone, especially considering how rich she is in the show. And, you know, it's Nicole Kidman. She has an incredible model-esque figure that clothes look great on. Um, I would say, I would say Nicole Kidman, especially now and especially in this show, has like, it's going to sound bad, but. She's got like a scarecrow-esque sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah, no. She's it's very like seminal. She's like this just skeleton walking around and yeah. this flowing red hair. It could be hay. It could be, you know, she's wearing these these these, these clothes that, you know, you and got from stuffed with what? We don't know. Who knows? Yeah, nothing. It's just yeah. she's just a stick out there to scare some birds. Yeah. And she boy, is she ever, because people are not happy about this coat. She wears this green. I mean, it's sort of bathrobe-esque in texture, the coat. Our, our uh, you know, uh, one of the Hall of Fame listeners, um, January Jones from um, AMC's <laughs> Mad Men, sent us this link from Vogue UK, 
this is the most divisive coat on TV. Yeah, it has a hood. It's got like a bit of a print. It's green. Is it, it a print it is, or is it like kind of the, the actual, the texture is kind of like ruffly? It's both. Honestly, it's both. And it's it's quite witchy, especially when paired with that wild red hair. And she's wearing these like weird boots. Can I bring up something about this show that I forgot to mention the last time around? <laughs> yeah, please. In one of the first few episodes, Hugh and Nicole are like just joshing around as they do in the bathroom before they, yeah. you know, they just knock boots, as you say, in the exactly. shower. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole wears some boots in this show. Uh <laughs> And there's some sort of a side. It's like, hey, I'm your British husband. Like, you know, we're an inter international marriage, and I'm like a, Br- I'm your British husband. And you, he says something along the lines of like, you're the most New York person I know. Well, they say something about like, oh, let's maybe move out to like upstate New York, right? And mm-hmm. he says, you know, I'm British, I can handle it, but you're the most New York person I know. Nicole Kidman, who is a deserving Oscar winner actress <laughs> is like the least New York person ever. And like gets, she's not even attempting to do like a New York dialect. And she's just trying to do like a basic American, American thing. And she's only hitting it like 70% of the time. Yeah. So it's just, she's driving me a bit fucking nuts on this show. Cause like, I don't think she yeah. murdered. I don't think she murdered Elena. But honestly, just throw her in jail for how she's behaving. She's dumb. I mean, everyone on the show is dumb. That's what, like one thing we have to just accept about. We're four, how many four episodes in? Yeah, and it's classic. This is classic David E. Kelly. Oh, classic. Also writer of Big Little Lies. Also writer of my, one of my favorite shows as a teen, Boston Pub. Boston Pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali McBeal, um, what else? Boston Legal. You know this man. We need the, we need the dancing. Ba- we need the dancing baby in this show. The dancing baby. <laughs> um, but it's like decision after decision of every character in this show is so incredibly stupid, and one that like I, someone who has not really been in legal trouble but has watched a lot of legal TV, would tell you. Why are you doing that? Why are you letting him do that? (laughs) What are we doing here? Like, you are on trial for murder, sir. I don't think you need to make a statement. And um, Miss Lawyer Lady, why are you pretending to hit? Like, she, this this episode, the lawyer sets, like, a trap. Because she doesn't trust you. She's like, he's a scumbag. He'll hit on anything that moves. So I'm going to, like, get all sexy and up in his face. Is that what that was? Is that what that was? I didn't understand the end of that scene at all. (laughs) Yeah. Hugh Man has cheated on Nicole and he won't answer how many times. He's like, there's one other. And we all know there's more than one other. But but so she's like, she wants to test him because she's a top lawyer and she needs to know the truth about her clients. So she gets all sexy (laughs) up in his face. But he doesn't take the bait. And he's like, see. Now you can trust me because I didn't want to have sex with you. (laughs) But like that lawyer, why is she letting him make statements? Why is she going on TV with him? Like these are horrible decisions. This is the best New York one show that's ever come (laughs) to, to, uh, to television. I, I want to talk about our friend, the lawyer here. 
because <laughs> I feel like she's the only character, only a like, character worth rooting for on the show. Because she's the only person who like uh, seems smart to me, and no, seems like because in the beginning of the episode, Nicole is in her office. And Nicole is like, I met with uh, the the um, widower, the husband of the the chick who got killed, and he's crazy. He's crazy. And the lawyer's like, What do you mean he's crazy? And she and Nicole is <laughs> like, He's just he's just crazy. He's unhinged. And the lawyer's like, which is what I was saying out loud during the scene. It's like, aren't you a professional like? psychologist shouldn't you be able to articulate in more scientific terms like what you feel is mentally wrong with this person right i just i'm yeah why that was such a weird choice on david e kelly's part like she's this big time therapist why not just allow her and so that we the audience can feel a little bit on her side because i'm still like she's so stupid like clearly she has nothing to go off of except maybe like uh, very deep rooted, like women's intuition. But why have her be a therapist who, as you said, could probably articulate exactly why she thinks this person is unhinged? Why have that choice? Just make her like a kindergarten teacher, then you know, like what? Yeah, or if she, like if you want to have her like have a high powered job, like make her a fucking architect. Nobody knows what an architect does. Yeah, like, yeah, make her a tech executive. You have all like, these opportunities. Like, if this person is a like mental health professional. Like, don't put her in all these positions where it's like, all right, well, a normal mental health professional would say like, all right, well, I haven't like officially like studied this in a, in a clinical sense, but I have a feeling this person could be suffering from A, B or C, you know, right. as, you know, as dictated by the DSM-5, right? You know, like, why just have her be like a teenager in terms of like mm-hmm. how she can articulate <laughs> feelings about other people? And have her do the dumbest stuff. She she always talks to the cops. Don't talk to the cops without a lawyer present. Like, what are you or, doing? What I hate about these shows and with Hugh Jack, Hugh Grant. I wish yeah. Hugh Jackman was on this show. Oh, he'd be great. <laughs> he'd be but so Hugh much Grant's better than Hugh Grant. No, I do Hugh like Grant's Hugh Grant. Great. Danielle, if you were yeah. accused of murder. If yeah. cops knocked on your door, a vaguely, yeah. for some reason, the lead investigator is like from Barcelona. <laughs> and he was like, Danielle, you're under arrest. Uh, someone was murdered yesterday. Wouldn't you just be like, yesterday? Well, let me list out everything I fucking did yesterday. Everything <laughs> I fucking ta- Like, if I got accused of murder... For t- I was like, all right, today I took my dog for a walk. I was on uh, work calls from this time to this time. And then I went to the supermarket. Like, wouldn't you just be like, I'm going to give you all the evidence you need to like prove that I wasn't there during this time. And nobody, nobody seems willing to like, or ready to do that at all in this show. I know it's like just a huge, it's just pothole after pothole that we have to just look past. I mean, can we talk about the fact that Hugh Grant, like on trial for murdering a woman goes to that woman's apartment where her son and husband and baby are. He knocks on the door. The husband's like, I don't want to let you in. And Hugh Grant's like, please. And then the man's like, okay. (laughs) It's that charm. Everybody wants to do him. He lets Hugh Grant in. Hugh Grant sees the crying son. Like picture this. Your dad just let Hugh Grant who killed your mother in and you're eight years old. And Hugh Grant sits and he's like, hey, listen, uh, sorry, but also I didn't do it. And you get upset 
And then, and then it's just like, why did my dad let this person into my apartment? And then the guy, the dad's like, oh, put on your iPad, put on your head, like go play yeah, Fortnite go, on your iPad or some shit. <laughs> yeah, why? The, the dad's like, here, son, you go into the other room. No, dude, tell you grand to get the fuck out of your apartment. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, the poor kid who plays like the victim's son. Mm. They, he does not have a line. First of all, I don't believe this show because I they went out of their way to cast, as I mentioned on the last episode, two of the hottest people I've ever yes. seen. Yes. They and then the kid looks like fucking Goldberg from The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> And he's like frumpy and fat. He's got like a little bit of a, just like a bad haircut situation going on. He's always wearing a winter jacket, no matter where the fuck he is. Yeah, You're at home eating breakfast. You don't need to wear the fucking Canada goose yet. Is it meant to be like, it's so cold because they can't, can't afford the heat? They're so I don't know. And, but they, and they don't give the kid any fucking lines. The, our, our kid, uh, Nicole Kidman's kid has way too many lines in this show. But this other kid has all these scenes where it's just like, uh, you walk into a room and you just stare uh, like you're scared and sad. And all the kid does is like people just kind of like talk at him or bump into him and (laughs) they just cut to a reaction shot of him looking like a (laughs) Tim Heidecker character. There is a really weird scene where he's playing the violin. Donald Sutherland hears it. He's charmed. So Donald Sutherland goes in. We need to talk about Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) he sits down he's like wow great violin playing and the kid's like let me tell you about it and donald sutherland's like no no (laughs) he leaves (laughs) he sits he sits to listen to you play kid and the kid just starts talking so donald sutherland's like i gotta go okay so donald sutherland um the nicole kidman's kid is is like temporarily taken out of the school because of all the media circus surrounding the murder. Donald Sutherland, a very rich guy, huge donor to the school, goes Mm. to talk to the principal in what might be one of the craziest (laughs) like (laughs) scenes, monologues I've seen on television this year. Oh, I clocked it too. And I, and did you did you also notice how tight the close-up was as he delivered this monologue? It was like you could only see his eye and the bridge of his nose. It was so tight. It was like ASMR too. Yeah. So needless to say, Donald Sutherland calls himself a cocksucker twice in this monologue. He's like, I will and it's like very ASMR. He's like, I will have you know, sir. I'm a cocksucker, and not just any cocksucker. I'm a huge cocksucker. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this show? And I'm- <laughs> it's so good. But I was like, I, you know, when I said to my husband, I was like, you know, that that's that monologue is why they pay Donald Sutherland the big bucks. They were like, we got Donald, we got to give him a needy monologue. Oh my God. Get the, get the intense lens because we're going in real, we're zooming right in on this one. And he delivered. That was a bad, it was a badly written monologue, <laughs> but I thought he did a really good job with it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know, Donald Sutherland can act, can act scene in his sleep. It kind of, I mean, we can, there's a bunch of other stuff to talk about, uh, as I will say constantly in this episode. Uh, 
I just kind of want to know why the fuck these people would do this show. It's like, I guess there's the sort of HBO prestige of like, all right, HBO did this. It's going to be kind of Little Lies-esque. Nicole's right. like she's Nicole has joined the HBO repertory players along with the guy, exactly. you know, the guys along with like Michael K. Williams and stuff. Yeah. And it's going to be just like Upper East Side, Big Little Lies. But like maybe the scripts just weren't done when like they everyone agreed to do this. But like yeah. I imagine if any of them read the script, they'd be like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> Why, why, okay. Nicole Kidman? You're the star of the show. Like, I'm sure you're producing it or some, you know, some way. Like, why yes. would you want to play this character who like walks around confused all the time and just is like fainting out of the blue? And like, she's a she's a psychologist, but she doesn't know psychology. Like, what? Like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But we do. And then before we move on, we have to talk about the very last moment in the episode, I don't even remember. which is. <laughs> Hugh Grant and his lawyer are on oh, yeah. network television <laughs> where like the lawyer, the stupid lawyer was like, oh, great move. I'll put my volatile client in a high stress situation. Fucks where everything, he, everything that moves. He's going to fuck the host of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's an old lady. He's going to do and it. I can't control what he said. I can't control what he says, but let's put him on live TV. And so they're talking. She's like, my client will be totally exonerated. And the host just goes for it. The host is like, so Hugh Grant, like, you didn't kill him. Do you know who did? And Hugh Grant looks at the camera and he glares and he's like, I've got an idea. <laughs> and then credits. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, all right. Okay. Uh, who? <laughs> I think, uh, I think luckily for us and for the listeners of Hey Julie, I think the show is only six episodes. So like, yeah, it's, it's a mini series. Listen, this is a real goof of a little show. This is just to tide us over, you know, until, the new season of um, <laughs> something else comes on. Uh, do we? Can we? Tr- let's get away from television for for one moment. Okay. One great moment in time. Okay. Um, Twitter.com. Yes. Great website. Uh, great website. You know, doing the doing a decent job now of of trying to curtail the the spread of authoritarianism mm, in the a little, world too little too late some would say <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> um they 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 uh, added a new feature onto the that mobile apps this week and it might they're they're called fleets and yes the, um it's they're just basically instagram stories they're snapchat snaps yeah danielle you you're you're huge on this i'll let you go before i rain on your parade i'm bullish on fleets let me tell you i i say buy fleets buy in everyone here's my spiel okay everyone should delete instagram and facebook why are you helping mark zuckerberg we all agree he is bad we've known this since aaron sorkin's seminal film the social network almost as good as molly's game We've known this. We don't like this person. He is bad. And his websites are bad. They make us all worse. They, and especially, I mean, Facebook, I deleted after college. So like more than 10 years ago now, but, um, Instagram, I deleted this past spring and my life is so much better for it. Although I do miss sharing my stories. So the fact that Twitter not owned by Zuckerberg not part of the Facebook family of products 
has decided to start their own little story uh, product feature, I'm all for it. I love it. And I actually think it's going to be so much better than Instagram because Instagram ended up being entirely ads, right? Even if it wasn't an ad, you there think is Twitter's some sort of not? subliminal. No, Twitter's not. I don't have a lot of ads on my Twitter. I have plenty. Like I have plenty of ads on my Twitter. They're always trying wow. to get me to watch some fucking person's Twitch stream. You got to get ad block. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's going to be all the funny people I follow are on Twitter. So I assume the fleets are going to be very funny. Danielle, you actually kind of convinced me here because <laughs> I deleted my Facebook four years ago, early November, mm -hmm. four years ago. Don't remember exactly what Very happened, smart. but something happened early November. Mm. I deleted my Facebook the next day. And I'm not a big Instagram user. I don't think I've like literally posted to Instagram for like over two plus years, but I still have it as a means of like seeing mm -hmm. the posts of my friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, so honestly, you could, where I was coming from in my fleet hate yeah was that it's like bro jack <laughs> fucking snapchat did this like eight <laughs> years ago fucking instagram did this six years ago where when is this going to stop it just made it seem like cool my bank of america app is gonna have fleets on it soon because it's <laughs> yeah, like for sure like it just felt like it was breaking down this barrier of like great now every fucking app is i saw a funny like photoshop of like just the the ios default calculator app with fleets <laughs> on the top of it yeah. from each number each number had its own little circle and stuff and you can tap on it and see what five had to yeah. say um but you know what you're right i think the one thing about fleets that I thought like wouldn't be super successful is like Twitter at least seems to be a lot more of like a public record. Whereas I guess Instagram is as well, but Instagram at least feels, it feels like a, it feels more social where it's just like people sending people just like sharing snapshots of their life. Whereas Twitter is like, this is where I post my, my bits or post my <laughs> announcements or something like that. So I, I yeah. guess I can see it. And you know what? Like, honestly, I, I don't even, I don't even look at the Instagram stories that much because I don't like that. It shows, um, the end user who watched, who watched them. Cause I don't want like, <laughs> other than a few, a, literally a small handful of people, I don't want anyone to know that I was like, so I'm like, you're yeah, some like hot girl from college <laughs> or whatever I'm still friends with. Like, I want her to know I'm looking at her pictures. I want to look at her pictures, but like, I'm, but I, I have enough self-control to like, not. Right. Um, cause it's more important to me that this person is like, why the fuck is this crusty old Brett watching my pictures? So like, I still don't think I'm going to use them on, on, on uh, Twitter that much, but mm -hmm. you're right in that. Like, and I, I can't believe I've, and I, I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't think about it. Like, yeah, like why I I know that I don't want to support the Zuckerberg ecosystem anymore. Like, why don't now this is giving me a portal to like completely detach? Yeah, and I just think it's like, what do you follow people on Instagram for, and what do you follow people on Twitter for? For me, 
I, I did on Instagram follow like influencers, people I didn't know. And their content was all ads. And yeah. it, like, it didn't start that way. It started as being like actually interesting, like looks at their lives or look at, looks at their fashion or recipes, whatever. And then it ended up being all commercials. Whereas all of the people I follow on Twitter are just like either really funny or are journalists. <laughs> so have news. You mean, so I'm sort of like, I don't mind seeing tweets from those people. <laughs> you fun. mean ads on Instagram in that that person's posts were ads or you were getting so many ads in the middle? or No, or I mean the both. posts are ads. Oh, like, yeah. Po- ads have infiltrated. It's just like Minority Report and it's only going to get worse. Ads have infiltrated so much of our lives and there was like this article the other day about like nano nano influencers, right? Yeah, or like that, that's that's because, us. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, these massive companies are going to give everyone on earth that like the massive companies are the ones who should be opening up their bank account to give us the stimulus package because they're they're like hiring people who have only a hundred followers, but say like really high engagement to be like, I love this product. It's it's just. Where'd you much. sign up for that? <laughs> I can use some like some new, I can use some new Nikes. Um, <laughs> it's not stuff like that though. It's really weird. Small no, yeah, it's brands, like, you know, like it's Elena Davies shit. Yeah, I, mean, I think exactly. it's your fault for following Elena Davies on Instagram. Yeah, totally. Um, one more Twitter thing before we get out. Okay. Um, an account I follow called Danny Mop tweeted i honestly don't get people who really love music and as you noted as you might note i was i replied to that yeah but i did not fave it (laughs) you wanted me to get ratio yeah i contributed to the ratio and there are some yeah i mean the ratio is close to one on this <laughs> close to one. If we're calling replies the 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 numerator and uh, like likes the denominator, we are close to one. We're th- it's it's at three. It's like a three quarters right now, which is pretty. You know that tweet's doing big numbers, big engagement numbers for me. And it seems like there's other people who know you and are like, yo, yeah, this is like a this is like a Danny thing. It's just fucking crazy. You don't like music? No, it's not that I don't like music. I think music is very nice. um, And (laughs) when appropriate, music is very powerful. But I don't get people who are so obsessed with music that they need to have it like constantly. And they're always trying to find like new bands or new music and get obsessed with it. I just, to me, that's very strange. Okay. Oh, I guess I, so. I, I I understand that. Like, I don't have that playing. And music also, freaks. Music They're freaks. freaks. I don't. I just don't like new music because I'm getting old, and I'm just like, have, I, like I hear stuff that are like, yeah, it's quality. Like I can tell it's good, but I listen to it. I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of sounds like just like twenty of these other you. bands that I've heard before yeah. in the last you know, three decades. And I just, I'm like not interested and I don't have like the heart space. I don't have the brain space to like take in new music though. Okay. Though I, I certainly do. Um, yeah. Do you like, do you go to concerts? No, or no, you oh would God, never no, go to a concert. I wouldn't concert. be caught dead. Okay. I can't even like, if that was a possibility, I, I hadn't been to a concert in years and I made it very well known to friends that I don't want to go to a concert. Don't bring me to a concert one time. When I was single, <laughs> I went on a first date with this guy. Took me to a concert on a first date. What did you guys was, see? I 
Pardon? What did you see? What's, um, it's, what was that band? It's a girl and a guy together. They're dating or they're married or something. They're not, it's not like Nat and Kat. Matt and Kim. Matt and Kim, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were good. Their, their music is good. But I just was like, I can't believe he had the gall to take me that's... to Terminal 5 <laughs> on oh, ter- our first date. Oh, God. That's, I mean, that's a bad idea for a first date unless both of you are like really into the fucking band because yeah. it's like Terminal 5 is this huge fucking venue on the on the west side and like so far and so it's far like you're going something it's going to be loud it's like even seeing a movie it's like you're just like all right, it's it's not a great first date because you just sit there and you don't talk to the person for you kind of right. you stand next to each other and not look at each other for <laughs> oh god that's uh that's that's horrible. Like it'd be one thing if you were like, I really love the yeah yeah yeahs, and he's like, I really <laughs> love it. yeah. Because I've had that experience, like you know, on like date type things where it's like not yeah. like a first date, obviously, because I'm not a psychopath like this guy who's clearly <laughs> not your current husband. Clearly, <laughs> uh, where I was like, where like you see you see a concert with someone on like a date, but you're both really into the band, and you leave, and you're like. Wow, this is like really electric feeling. We both had right, a great sure. time and like didn't I'm need sure. to like be like, so <laughs> you have you have siblings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so like what a strange I can't believe I said yes and went. I think that was probably the last concert I ever went to. But I just so, don't get like nothing I about concerts. concert is appealing to me. I love mm-hmm. concerts and like it's something that I desperately miss. From I just what is what do you like about it? Let me give you some options. Okay, okay. do you like standing for five hours at a time? Do you like no. um, overpriced drinks? I don't do mind. Do you them. like music that you previously thought was good sounding worse yes. because it's performed in person? Yes. <laughs> like what is it? Do you I like, like the... getting home late at night yes. after <laughs> dealing with crowds? Listen, uh, the way you're selling it, I agree with you on all those front. Like all those <laughs> things are are bad. <laughs> Um, I really, I really like the feeling of like the, the actual like physical vibrational feeling of wow. music where it's just like this fucking like, I, I don't know, like sometimes you hear songs and yeah, for the most part, they're like not as good as they are on the album. But sometimes you hear a song that's on the album and you're like, you didn't think about it, but you're like, oh, I get this song now. Like Jenny Lewis is one of my favorite artists and I saw her a couple years ago and there was it was for the Voyager album, which came out in like 2015. And it was like once, and she played one song on there. I'm like, Oh, this song is like legit good in a way. I didn't think because of how it was like orchestrated and played live. And because it was just like, she played this one super fucking loud. It was great. And like, I also, I love music festivals, which is like standing for five hours. How about standing for 72 hours straight and I camping? Can't uh, I, I love music it. festivals. And I was watching a fucking video on, uh, on, uh, on the Reddit Bonnaroo, the sub, the Bonnaroo subreddit last night of just like, you know, but Bonnaroo is one too, where it's like, damn, that shit, like the music goes till seven in the morning every night. And it's just like, I'm watching this concert. That's clearly, I'm watching this recording. That's clearly from like three 30 in the fucking morning. And everyone is not a, not a soul is, is, is sober in the, in, oh, the, in the room. And it's just like nightmare. And I don't know. Like, and especially with music festivals and not that I'm like an electronic music guy, but like you go see those shows and they spend what's, 
what's really good about those shows and what like brings a lot of people in is like those artists spend a shitload of money paying the best people in the world to do lighting design for them. Mm. So like it's 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 just really it's just really cool. So I miss <laughs> all that stuff quite dearly. God, I just like another thing that concerts you mentioned the music is just way too loud it's like turn it down i you know i i'd rather i'd much rather just listen to it on my spotify in on my computer while i am lying down i am getting to an age though and i me being uh an audio professional uh for my job where i'm like man i might need to get like some earplugs and then i'm gonna be the guy <laughs> yeah. with earplugs at the at the damn you concert. need the blue ivy like headphones the huge for, no for well they babies. make these ones that like they lower the volume to protect mm-hmm. your ears but they they uh it's you can hear everything exactly as it's heard just the volume yeah yeah the equilib the eq is still good um Hmm. all right so we we only have time for one more thing undecided crown real housewives or megan is missing let's see megan is missing because it's not going to be relevant next week whereas those two other two will what is who is megan where is she why is she missing Megan is Missing went viral on TikTok and thus other parts of the internet this week because TikTok teens were watching the film. I don't know how they found it, but it's a missing footage horror. I'm doing a finger. Oh, like a, <laughs> like a Blair Witch? Yeah, it's... Paranormal well, activity. Not, yeah, not it's like it wishes. <laughs> um, but TikTok teens were like talking about how it was scariest thing they'd ever seen the most disturbing thing they'd ever seen and i love horror movies so i was like oh there's this movie from 2011 that i never heard of that's supposedly that good well then like i'll give it a try so we rent we we watched we sat down with our bucket of popcorn ready for a little horror movie on a weeknight and this film is an hour of absolute nonsense just the most boring horribly written very poorly acted um teenage girls talking about like in name like whoever wrote this has never met a teenage girl <laughs> let alone talk to one written and directed by michael goy yeah <laughs> so and that's the thing the director also made a tiktok saying like i'm sorry um in advance like this is a very disturbing movie blah 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 but so it's an hour completely inane the most boring like every 10 minutes we were sort of like is this gonna get better like should we turn this off but you know we'd watched enough that we were like we gotta see the scary part like we thought it was coming and so it's not so this girl goes missing after meeting someone named Surfer Dude online. Was it, <laughs> is Surfer Dude related to Swim Fan? <laughs> might as well be. This is in the Swim Fan extended universe. It's, yeah, exactly. This is the, the natural, the predecessor or whatever, successor. Um, she's in a parking lot. He kidnaps her. So she's missing. Her best friend is sort of on the case. But then she gets kidnapped too by the same Surfer Dude. Swim Fan. <laughs> And he keeps them. So I could only stomach so much because there was a time and place in my life where I could handle torture porn. Okay. And I'm not there anymore. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, so immediately they showed two images of like gross torture porny stuff. 
And I was like, is that where this movie, is that what this fucking movie is going to end up being? And then, you know, cut to the girl, Megan's friend in her underwear, chained like a dog, made to eat like a dog out of a bowl. And I was just like, I know this is not going to end well. So I turned it off. (laughs) I was like, I don't need to see any more of this. But apparently, of course, it's just what you expect. It's like sexual assault and then like mutilation. And I was like, what the hell? This is so disappointing. I thought this was going to be like supernatural or like spooky, like ghosts or a a serial killer that's like cool. (laughs) But it was not. It was straight up just torture porn. These TikTok teens had horrible taste in horror movies and need to learn. I'm usually team teens, but in this case, they need to like pick up a horror film anthology and they need to get educated because this was not it. This movie so bad. kids. Exactly. Watch the scream. Watch even the new like Rob Zombie Halloween. Like watch something. Like, this is. Uh, it was just so disappointing. You know how you don't like going to concerts. Yeah. I don't like watching horror movies. <laughs> oh yeah, we've talked about this actually. I, yeah, I mean, I'm reading the I'm reading the Wikipedia for it, which it's it sounds it sounds very much like something I will never fucking watch. There seems like there's um some. Uh, forced sexual stuff going on. Yeah, it's so bad. It's it just like, yeah, this, I don't know. Oof. It's just, really not for me. I, I can't believe of all movies for teens to discover and go viral was this one. Like, there's a lot of great smaller horror films that deserve some light, and this is not one of them. The Wikipedia page has been updated. The second paragraph, the second paragraph <laughs> says the film became a pop culture sensation in 2020 after it went viral on TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I dispute this claim. Um, yeah, there's all these kids guys, just like taking pictures of themselves, like being like, Oh, I'm so scared. Yeah. Who cares? It's not scary. It's disgusting. There's a difference. Okay. Maybe the kids are like, maybe that's what's like, maybe kids these days are don't like supernatural stuff. Just like, doesn't doesn't raise the heartbeat and it's like they want they want a semi-realistic scenario of being kidnapped and tortured i guess but it's not realistic that's the thing it's not even like realistically done it's incredibly stupid it's even worse than the undoing if you can believe it in terms of writing anyway david um, e kelly's Thank you guys so much for listening yeah. to our pop culture happy hour. Loving it. Yeah. And if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, um, we'll watch we'll watch some stuff. Almost anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. Uh, you'll watch horror and I'll I'll check out music if you I'll check out music if you want me to if you want listeners want to check out some music. Danielle doesn't oh have to check out music. You guys can do that by yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll we'll be back next week. And we'll talk about The Crown next week. We uh, yeah, I haven't seen The Crown, so and I'm not going to. So uh, I can't I'll, wait to I'll, I can't I wait can to learn about uh, <laughs> the history of Great Britain. All right, Danielle. Goodbye, Julie. Goodbye, Julie.